where were we last time? I forget. Actually, I honestly forget. I have no idea what happened. Uh, I know exactly what I'm going oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah. I know no. what I have to do now. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Get ready for a massive wrench, Chris. So last time, you finally got off the Sea of Ice and recuperated from the fight against the Remoras before heading to the Winter Palace, the seat of frost giant Hymir, who reigns over this land. You were greeted warmly by Hymir, no pun intended, maybe due to the fact that he heard of your battles of on the Sea of Ice, maybe because you were accompanied, but not officially part of, a diplomatic mission by the grandmother, Great Mother Skadi. The envoy Erika brought with her a gift, and a feast was held in honor of that occasion. As the king lifted the gift out of its container, however, a giant explosion wrought havoc. And this is where our story continues. So I have a question. Yeah? How long has it been since the bomb went off? A fireball, not oh, a Oh, sorry, bomb. yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> since the explosion occurred, shall I say? Uh, just a moment, but let me set the scene for you. Okay. So you've just got your bearing again. Mm -hmm. um and obviously like super chaotic all around you as you can imagine yeah you can see erica and pippin both lying dead on the dais uh adele's left wing is badly singed and the wounded hemir tells all the healers running towards him that he is fine and that they should uh, take care of those who have sustained worse injuries first bernie is just coming to shaking her head wolfgang is standing at the king's side clearly in protection mode Ralph is busy giving medical attention to Eleanor, who has been flung quite some distance by the blast and is barely conscious. And can I just say, damn, I have so many NPCs. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> so that's the scene. What do you do? I leap over the table and I run towards Pippin. And I cast Revivify. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. I say a prayer and I put my hand to his chest and he glows and I I think I don't think there's a role for this. It just It just, it just happens. It just, just if happens. He's, if he's willing. Yes, that's true. That would oh, be Oh he's willing. <laughs> 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 yeah. It, it is an assumption, but it is Hedwig's assumption that he had no idea what was in that bag. I mean, she doesn't actually even think Erica knew, but she's only got <laughs> the one spell slot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, and she wow. Likes... Okay, clear priorities. I mean, Forget it's. It. I mean, that's the one she had interactions with, so uh, more interactions that's with. Fair. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, it's intense. Obviously, he just he just he, got killed and got yeah. revived. Yeah, in shock, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah of course. He said it's it's okay. You're going to be okay. Okay, cool. I did not see that coming. I, You were asking me about uh, about something, about a spell, and I, and I thought for a second, should I look this up, which spell she was going to cast? Uh, and I decided not to do that. <laughs> uh, and here we are with a now a live Pippin. That's it's very cool. <laughs> Redman, ahoy, what are you guys doing? The Redman is uh, in the chaos. He's a... Uh... 
making his way over to the chest that exploded. Mm-hmm. And he's going to investigate it. So he's going to look for the initial investigation first, where the explosion originated, what was damaged, look for the source, and then he's going to do Arcana to try and uh, gauge what he can learn from that. So I'll do investigation first. Mm-hmm. The red man is in detective mode. He pulled out a little Sherlock Holmes hat and he put it over his jester's cap and he's wandering around and he's got a, a little pipe. And he's like, hmm, oh, let's see, what happened here? Does he actually, how, do, how did you get this pipe and this hat? Uh, <laughs> and no, no, does, no. He, does, he, does he put off his like jester's cap, his jester's thing? Or? No, no, it's on top of the, I just threw it on top. It's from my <laughs> bag of stuff. I've got, a, I've got a whole motley crew of random props from my shows. Okay, that works for me. Please roll an investigation right, check. So investigation, I got a big old 25. Wow. I noticed everything about this thing. Yeah. So what was it again you were looking for? So investigation of looking for the source of the explosion, the initial uh, trigger. Um, was it mechanical? Was it nature? Was it triggered by some uh, other means um, where it originated? Was it underneath the gift? Was it the gift itself? Um, what I can learn about this box, what was in it, and what caused it. And then afterwards, I'll do magical things and see if, uh, what magic was involved. But I'll see what I learned mechanically first. The explosion itself was magical in origin. There was some sort of mechanism that was activated as the statue that is now non-existent <laughs> because of the giant fire blast. You know that that's what triggered it when Hemir tried to get like just as as the statue uh, wasn't on the ground was wasn't fixed to the ground of the of the container anymore, and that's what set off a magical reaction. Okay. I'll make the arcana check to see if I can figure out what magic it was. And if it was fire magic based, my guy is very proficient with fire magic. Could I have advantage? Yeah, I think so. Advantage, I got 17 plus 7. At first, you thought that this was just a, you know, a regular old fireball, but it is it is not magical and orange. Like the containment itself was magical but the fire itself is not like magically conjured it is almost like a natural phenomenon it was stored inside of the container uh, magically and as soon and yeah as soon as it was triggered it just went off so the magic wasn't necessarily the explosion but the magic was what contained the explosion until it was needed yes and I, I will give uh, with a twenty-four. I'll give you this. As soon as you realize that, like, as you are trying to have a feel about this, like, about this fire, it, shen it, it sends shivers down your spine. Like excited shivers? No, very frightened. Yeah, well, red man's kind of hard to frighten. He'd be more excited about the possibilities of new types of fire. <laughs> This is something that you uh, that you would ha that the red man would have cause of concern for. Mm. I, I take a puff of my pipe and adjust my 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 hat. And while the red man is doing it, Ahoy, <laughs> what are you doing? 
First things first, I check on CD8, make sure he's okay. Oh, he's super fine. Okay, cool. I was standing in front of him, so I took exactly. all the fireball damage. Yeah, um, <laughs> you it, took the brunt of it. Yeah. He like he's like totally fine. Yeah, you're all uh, crispy, and you're like CD8. Are you okay? And he's yeah. like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you're like Harvey Dent. Like one side, the side that was just towards the fireball is like super bad. The other side is fine, and CD8 is just like peeking around, is like oh, looking around. What happened here? No, CD8 is fine. Hey, 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 as long as CD8 is good, everything's everything's good. Um, and then, um, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say CD8 and I run up the walls and just camp out near the ceiling, <laughs> looking down, just checking out what's going on. Just going to wait okay. for more information. Paul, you see Bernie, who has now... Who's got... Bernie again? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> so Bernie many is Wolfgang's love interest. Oh, according okay. according to the red man according, according to the red man fan fiction that he's writing in his mind well he yeah. the red man is always right so is he <laughs> i mean is have he? i been wrong so far the red Probably man is like one, time, one time the red man has been wrong <laughs> potentially about bernie and wolfgang no, how they just dare don't you know it yet. they just don't know how they feel about each other yet uh, but he'll make i'll make them see i see i see yeah you're you're very proficient when it comes to fire and you can see uh, the embers of passion trying, yeah. like, igniting in their hearts. Yeah. You can see Bernie running over to Hedwig and Pippin and asking them whether they're all right and giving a uh, potion of healing to Pippin. Fantastic. Which is good because Revivify, like, yeah. you get you're on one hit point after Revivify, so. So, Redman, you approached the site of the explosion mm -hmm. and you did have time to, you know, take a look and investigate it. But it is kind of close to where Hemir is. And at that, Wolfgang tells you, you know, he, he doesn't let you any closer to him and says to you, listen, pal, I like you, but for now, just stay put where you are and don't come closer. Oh, don't worry. All the interesting stuff is over here. As I look through the wreckage of the box. Yeah. He is like, like Wolfgang is like very like in paranoia protection mode right mm. now. He's like, okay, where are the threats? Where are the threats? That makes sense. Hedwig, you're still, you're with Bernie and Pippin. You're like yeah. looking after Pippin a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Ahoy, you can see Adele still, still like where she was flung after the explosion. And she's just there with her, with her like burnt uh or or singed wing and she is not moving she is very much in shock and when she sees erica dead she just she's like catatonic i have a question for you how many entrances are there to the the hall that we're in there are two entrances one of them is uh is where you entered um that's just a normal sized entrance and then that is like on the on the far side of the room and where you're at there is there's a very very big door you could you would say approximately giant sized um that is at the back of it where you are closer to cool um in that case i cast cordon of arrows and i place pieces of arrows um at each entrance to make sure no one can come in or out of this hall mm, okay you try casting that spell 
but as soon as you're you, or rather you you cast that spell and as soon as you do you see them disappear because someone has cast dispel magic on them cool. there 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 is someone shouting at you from down below someone you have seen j just very briefly who is also kind of in the same garb that Wolfgang and Co are in and she shouts to you we've got it all under control please please refrain from from doing our job thank you and you can actually see guards at both of those entrances all right cool i'm just gonna chill up here in the ceiling do nothing yeah and you you can all observe like now that you're all like you're all busy doing something except for i mean i guess ahoy is like on the lookout so that's being busy right you can see all of the efforts around you of people you know injured people getting medical attention obviously security is locking the place down there is a uh, himir with his counselors and you know other people who are just like looking about to you in in game mechanic terms doing investigation checks all over the place mm -hmm. i'm the only one with a cool hat though yeah that's very true so yeah. are they even trying <laughs> i guess not i guess not i i'm just i'm just wondering uh you know maybe that hat has some magical properties but we can we can explore that later <laughs> um and so after a while you know everything is like it's still tense but it's calmed mm -hmm. down somewhat like the, it's not as chaotic anymore and Himir has now seen that every injured person has cared for yeah he uh exclaims that this is a terrible event we need to find out the cause for this and he addresses Pippin, Eleanor, and the four of you, mm -hmm. and says, please stay as we try to get a better picture of the situation. I'll say, I knew I should have said something. I had a bad feeling about this. He says, do not put this weight on your conscience. It, it, was, it was all innocuous enough, and I know my sister. Skadi would not do something like that. If she ever, and if she ever tried to kill me, I can tell you that I would be dead and her emissary would not. I don't know what, is ha what has happened here, but we will get to the, to the bottom of this. Hedwig would respond. I said, I know nothing of Scotty. I don't know her the way you do, obviously. But our first encounter with her was with her still surviving emissary. And she told us that she had been sent single-handedly to kill your other brother the stone giant and we failed <laughs> we went fail. to go talk to him yeah we you... refused to kill someone for no reason exactly he threw rocks at us one of them hit me on the head <laughs> that explains a lot no, <laughs> that's not what he says uh, <laughs> He's actually a big fan. Like he part, like you know. Yeah, he loves your true. performance. So, uh, and he is just—he looks very confused. Okay, this does not make any sense. He says, mm -hmm. "Why would you want to kill Bergelmir? That doesn't make any sense." Like he—he he hasn't done any. Like he is the—he is like just chilling in his cave. Like that's all he does. It's like his thing. Yeah, he seemed pretty chill, honestly. Chris, can I have a question? Yeah, sure. 
can you tell me the special magic that I sensed and that I was uh, unnerved by or shaken by, you said. Can you tell me what school of magic it was from with the 24 that I had? So like, was it evocation magic, which is like fire, lightning, destruction stuff? Was it abjuration magic, which is protection, um, spells, charming, um, divination magic, necromancy? Um, or was it some type of otherworldly magic that I am not aware of in my studies that might give me a clue as to the nature of the person who cast this? You can't really detect what kind of school of magic it is. It's almost like this thing transcends the schools of magic. It's almost like a hmm, like a sorcerer type of magic where it's inherent, like it's almost like a natural part of the caster. So this is a magic that I don't recognize. Somebody created a new spell, new magic that I have never encountered before. Yes. Incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'll um, strut around, you know, slowly tr- trying to get everybody's attention, like stroking my chin like I have a beard when I don't. And, um, you know, taking a p- big puff of my pipe when people are looking at me and say, Mr. Frost Giant, my lord. <clears throat> Can you tell me what Scotty's magical abilities, if any, she has? Help me put pieces to the puzzle. (laughs) I love the affectation with the pipe. I did not see that coming at all. Uh, (laughs) The red man's playing a character right now. Yeah, I I understand. Um, Her magical abilities are, while they are strong... Fire is not her spe- her, her like special like skill. May I ask what um what race of giant Scotty is? You're a frost giant. Your brother is a stone giant. Can I may I ask what what race of giantess is uh, Scotty? Yeah, she's a storm giant. A storm giant. Hmm. Interesting. Storm giant. Some of the biggest giants. What I have heard of her. Um, just because of my interactions with storm giants. Maybe, I mean, roll in a religion check. Okie dokie. Ooh, I crit on that. Ooh, Nice. Wow. Nice. You no, you not only remember Skadi, you also remember Himir. And you know oh. that they are very, very distant relevant, uh, distant relatives of Strongmouse, your deity. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> They're not deities themselves. They're yeah. just, quote-unquote, just giants. Mm-hmm. But Stonemouse is also a giant, right? Yeah. I say to the Frost Giants, as I'm pacing around, trying to look important. You're, you're, sorry, sorry, sorry. You are addressing a, an 18-foot-tall being with like, who is like the, a distant cousin of a fucking god. I don't think I don't think the red man cares. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the show, man. It's all part of the show. You got to create immersion. Scotty would be aware of your your strengths and your stone giant brother's strengths and your your power, correct? Oh yes. I mean, she know she knows us. We've So it would be quite foolish, stupid, ridiculous to send a single Aarakocra to kill a stone giant and to try to take out a massive, powerful frost giant with a single fiery explosion. Yep, that seems very half-hearted. Or just exactly. not thought through. Exactly, half 
hearted or not thought through. So either the perpetrator is incredibly stupid, or there's something deeper at play here. They want to do something. They want you guys to do something. Uh, roll an insight check for me. Insights. My insight is not great. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of works with a seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Big mighty seven. I'm totally entwined in my in my story here. You're like yeah. Something. Okay. Everyone else can tell that Humir is like thirty steps ahead of you. But you think you just made him think, <laughs> like you, you just you just revealed something to him that like really is like really, like he's taking it to heart and really thinking mm -hmm. about it. No, no, just wait till I get started. I'm, I've got, I've got more. He says, "I do not doubt that you are, but please retreat for your to your rooms for now because we want to clear this room of everyone who does not need." immediate medical attention just to make it easier for our personnel we will look after you in a in a short while and we will we will obviously provide you with food in lieu of this feast i guess you already ate it was like already you already ate but whatever he's just going to give you more food we didn't have um, any dessert yet <laughs> oh good point i walk over to the dessert table and pick up a handful of All destroyed the desserts cakes. were destroyed in the explosion. i pick up some of the burnt destroyed cakes and i'm like i'm not picky and i start walking back to my room with a big armful of burnt destroyed cake yuck yeah he mirrors seems very trusting or he seems he has a better idea of what's going on the fact that he's not suspicious of any of us I mean, maybe he rolled a really high insight check. I guess so. You know. Or a very low one. Or a very low one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with insight checks. It can fine. work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Maybe one of you secretly is an assassin, and that's part of your backstory, and the others don't know about it. Dum, dum, dum. Hey, hey, hey. Spoilers. <laughs> Do you want to make it a point to talk to Adele first? I feel a little bad that she was just, like, laying there injured. And everybody was ignoring her. But at the same time, none of her story makes sense. And I want to try and, yeah, work that out and say, yeah, with everything that's gone on, like, n it didn't make sense from the beginning. It makes less sense now. Okay, roll an insight check for me. <laughs> okay. My insight is better than the red man's generally. Yeah. Total of 22. Adele is in no condition to talk to you. She's okay. still catatonic. Yeah. She okay. doesn't even like it doesn't even register with her that she's hurt. Okay. Like, physically injured. Mm -hmm. She's just like out of it. Okay. That makes sense. So do you all go back to your rooms? I'd like to talk to my I guess our Im our impromptu party. I guess I want to know what my um the other members of my party are thinking. Honestly, I have no idea. This is just some obviously something's fishy's going on, but I'm not cut out for this espionage type life. This is not the what I signed up for, what I want to do. Well, none of us signed up for this, did we? We're not even supposed to be here. When I what? was checking out that box, I detected something I've never encountered before in my years of magical study. A type of magic I've never encountered. Something strange and incredibly powerful. And it brought to mind 
something that could have messed up our teleportation journey. What do you mean? Teleportation accidents aren't uncommon, but to mess up a fully functional, long-established teleportation route would take a huge amount of magic. I think something strange is going on in this place, and whatever is controlling Scotty, is killed Scotty, bewitched Scotty, whatever, is at the center of what happened to our magical teleportation. So I think we should investigate where this Scotty place is and find out if something big and magical happened while we were traveling. Something that drew us here, something that sent our teleportation off the whack. Interesting. Because it's a type of magic I've never encountered before. It's 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 versatile. It's it's strong. It's it's ever changing. It's 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 incredible and God only knows what it could do with a big enough power source. Hmm. And the red man is just like stuffing his face with cake and looking <laughs> conspiratively. And he's like, something, something big is going down. And we got, we were like drawn in like magnets. All these great theories are really undermined by him stuffing his face with burnt cake. Yeah, but that's a good point. I was, I've, Hedwig has definitely been concerned about like, how did they get here at all? And I guess some weird, some very large magical anomaly could explain it. So the red man, he brushes a bit of cake from his beard, his non-beard, his fake beard that he drew on earlier. What? When? During my monologue. He did say that (laughs) he drew on a a beard. I didn't hear that part. I didn't say I I drew it on, but pretending I had one there. But then I realized I didn't, so I was kind of drawing it on while people were watching me talk. Um, And I was like, I think we should go and investigate uh, Adele's home. I guess when she's recovered enough to talk, we should get her to eventually bring us back to Scotty, bring us back to where this began and see if there's something there that is messing up magic and perhaps we can use it to get home. Well, first we need to figure out where we even are. Honestly, I'm starting to not care anymore. You don't care about getting home? All this deception all this life, what is home? What am I going to go back to? I-, I will go along and I will investigate whatever you want, Red Man. But my hope for this world, my hope for ever seeking normalcy was long gone before I stepped into that teleportation portal. Red Man is like, he takes a cloth from his backpack and wrings it out and wipes the, the cake and the, the fake mustache and everything off his face. And he looks away with a very serious face. He says, I'm going to write you, I'm going to get you a notebook. I want to see what kind of emo poetry you come out with. I want to use it in a skit. Also, I think we need to talk about your, your issues. I think, I think you need to talk. I think you need to get some of this out. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just imagine like a hoy sitting on a like lying on a couch while the red man is being his therapist. I do have a therapist costume in my bag somewhere. <laughs> okay, just like Adam, we too need to talk about how many costumes and which you have in your in your bag. You can't just claim you have a costume for everything. It's funnier this way. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you don't have a bag of holding. You can only keep so many costumes. But then again, a therapist could be whatever, as long as I've got the spectacles. And the tweed. Oh, uh, yeah, tweed. Gotta find some tweed. Are those the two things that therapists need? I thought, like, a... 
like some training would be great. We said therapist think... costume. Therapist costume. Okay. <laughs> I need a clipboard. Fair enough. In his own weird little way, trying to get Ahoy to open up and talk about his past traumas as one, he's concerned for this young man's well-being. And also, this young man has a very dangerous animal at his beck and call and can shoot really far. And he's a bit worried that if he goes off the rails, he could end up with an arrow in the back of his head. And he wants to make sure that one Ahoy is mentally sound and that he gets the help that he needs. If that is closure for whatever seems to be between him and humans, the webman is willing to help. I pull out my dagger. <laughs> I look at it so, uh, with some uh, with longing eyes and without making eye contact to the red man, I say, maybe one day, red man, maybe one day. Great. I hope it's tomorrow. I just, I just imagine you guys standing in front of your rooms, just having this like very deep, like very interesting conversation. <laughs> I love that. All right. Now, uh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. Bye. <laughs> we haven't had a sleep in a long time. So anybody ready to catch, the, catch some Z's? I guess so. I don't. I don't know that that Hedwig's sleep will be restful. She's probably going to meditate and try to con- like confer as much as she can with Strawn Mouse uh, mm-hmm. to fi- to see if he can enlighten her in any way to help her to guide her about what is the best thing to do in this situation. I guess I walk into my room, uh, sit down. Is there a bed? And it explodes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Is there a bed? I don't know. Yeah, what yeah, what, yeah, what does the room look like? Like a bed and a pot and like a, maybe a fireplace. So no TV? No TV, no. <laughs> Is there a window? Yes. Um, so I open the window. I climb out the window and go to the top of the building. Mm-hmm. And I sit on the top of the building with CD8 next to me. And um, I would... Um... I would recommend you take the blanket with you. It's very cold outside. No, the pain reminds me I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Emo, poetry, notebook. Giving you one tomorrow. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cool. And I stare um, back at the same dagger I was looking at earlier. And I just sit there. And um, pondering, remembering... uh, holding back the feelings that taunt me or haunt me. Ooh, holding in feelings. That does not sound healthy. Feelings about what? Remembering what? <laughs> <laughs> That's for me to know and you maybe to find out one day. Where is Ahoy when, like in the morning? Oh, I do come back down. No, I do. Because I only have to sleep for half the time, right? Yeah. So true. I do come down and I do... Do my requisite meditation, eventually being able to fall asleep, um, yet still haunted by my nightmares. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so much drama. <laughs> you wake up, actually, by a knock on the door. I don't answer it. I ask. <laughs> <laughs> I sit there in silence. Uh, you is uh, Are your eyes closed? No, they're open, staring at the door. Hmm. Okay, nothing happens. <laughs> Fuck it. 
<laughs> Red man, <laughs> you get you get woken up by a knock on the door. I'm coming! I'm coming! I like roll out of my bed, uh, pull on my blanket with me, and hastily cover myself half-hazardly with the blanket and open the door. Like, <sighs> hello. <laughs> and you, how tall? How tall is the rat man? He's about five eight. His horns are a little bit taller. You almost like injure your neck because you have to look up so high. <clears throat> I mean, you just you just it's not it's not Hemir who stands outside the door, by the way. <laughs> There is no giant outside the door, but there are two people who are significantly taller than you are. So, so the first one is like almost uh, eight feet tall, a Goliath who introduces himself as Sigurd. Hey, Sigurd, how's it going? The the king's head investigator for this case, <clears throat> and he he says, uh, "Good morning," and he looks at like a little notepad. Uh, the red man. Yep, that's what they call me. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me get some pants on. Sure. May may we come in? Why, why you get your pants on? I guess. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Something you guys haven't seen before. Then I, I present. I get myself ready. I sit down at the small chair and begin putting on my my makeup. Uh, as, as you're applying your makeup, Sigurd says, "We just have a few questions for you, questions for you. That's all." Sure. Well, I got into the show business when I was young. You know how it goes. We have pre-written questions. We are not here to write your memoirs or... or I, oh, I appreciate right, right, it. Right. Maybe we can talk about your life's journey uh, at another point. But for now, we have uh, more important matters to attend to. Oh, right, right, right. The whole explosion, murder of the king thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah, as you might imagine, uh, we we are very curious about you and your party since you arrived with the duchess erica so i was just curious to know how did you come to join her oh you met her in a forest on the way to a forest in a field i'm trying to remember the order of things i should probably go back a bit so my friends and i the dwarf and the and the spider boy which dwarf oh the really cool one the big shield the one with the magic power the burden she brought the dead back to life man did you see that? I did. I did. I was there. <laughs> I saw that. So, we are from a land called Faerun. And uh, we were at a magical teleportation station. Uh, just standard magical travel from between one teleportation station to the other. And something weird went wrong. And we ended up way out here in this land, whose name we don't even know. By the way, where are we? This part of the world is called Utgard. Yeah. Say that again? Utgard. U-T-G-A-R-D. Utgard. Okay. So we ended up here in, in Utgard. And uh, we were in a forest. And we were attacked by owlbears. And it was just not a good morning. I was I was not happy. I didn't have enough coffee. And uh, then this random bird lady showed up. Helped us out. Asked us if uh, we would help her uh, in a mission. In return for getting us to the nearest town. And we said sure. Turns out it was an assassination attempt against a semi-demigod stone giant man who we later, you know, I, I do air quotes, befriended. And this is how you met the Duchess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sent us on our way, the stone giant fella, uh, and we went to the next nearest town where we learned that an envoy had passed through with another Aarakocra lady. And uh, 
Adele said, oh, we should meet up. We could use their company to get to the Winter Palace. So we followed them through the wilderness, found them in a field. They were waiting for us, and uh, we joined up. Uh, we didn't talk to her too much. She said that we could come with them, but we weren't part of the envoy. And uh, off we went. Bought sea of ice, fought some monsters. They flew away. They wouldn't sled us across the ice, which I was very disappointed by. What made you want to go to the Winter Palace? Well, we were told as the only place we could possibly find information about how to get home, as it is the biggest settlement in these parts. So what made you come to this land? If you are from Faerun? Well, like I said, we didn't come to this land. We were trying to get somewhere else, and our magical teleportation went haywire, and we ended up here in a random forest attacked by owlbears. It was, it was a bad day, bad day. And what can you tell me about your companions, the, uh, as you put it, the cool dwarf and the spider guy? Well, the spider guy, he's pretty cool, too. He can run up walls, and he's got a spider that, like, helps him out. It's, he's pretty cool looking. I mean, I've never seen anybody who can walk up walls. Have you? Uh, but what, what can you actually tell? Like, how did you, like, how long have you been working together? Oh, we we're just strangers, really. We got stranded here together. You know, survival. We're trying to survive. We're trying to get home. We're from the same. We have some sort of a connection as we're both. We're all from the same land, and now we're in an alien land. So, you know, we kind of we're trying to look out for each other. So you did not know each other before you came here. No, no, strangers on a train, my friend. Strangers in a train. Interesting, interesting. And uh, with that, he thanks you for answering his questions and he invites you back to tell tell you his his stories at some point in the future if you'd like after this investigation is closed yes please do and uh, with that they leave the room and ahoy you hear another knock on your door i sit quietly looking at the door waiting for them to the door opens (laughs) that's fine (laughs) <laughs> uh, just not not like they don't swing it open it's like someone is just like peeking through just like making sure it's like oh you are awake i did uh, sorry i did not want to intrude on your privacy i was just making sure you were still here that's all may we come in of course come on in and with that the two people that i have described previously <laughs> or that i've mentioned previously enter the room just to confirm before i let them in i told cd8 to hide Okay, cool. He's Where does CD8 hide? He's hiding outside the the window on the side of the building. Okay, and with that, two yeah, two figures like two people join you in the room, and so yeah, Sigurd introduces himself to you and asks you whether you would answer some of his questions, whether the other person is just like hanging back and just like observing everything. Have they already introduced themselves? No, they didn't say anything. Um. So who are you? Uh, and with that, I withheld the <laughs> I withheld the description just until one of you paid attention to them. <laughs> so good job, Rashad. You can see the the second person can see a seven foot tall person who looks human, but her skin has a bluish hue and her pu- pupils are golden. Uh, she has shoulder long black hair and just a very interesting vibe. Uh, Make a make a just a straight up wisdom check. Nat twenty. Whoa. Okay. Nat twenty. Nice. Yeah. You 
Okay, wow. I did not. Wow, so many net 20s today. Um, yeah. Okay, you, uh, <laughs> the DC was only 10, so <laughs> good oh. job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you remember her sitting at Hemer's side during the feast. And, but with a natural 20, I will tell you that you kind of, you didn't, it didn't consciously re uh, register with you, but now that you're like thinking about it, she was one of his counselors after, after the explosion who like he, uh, he was talking to. So she wasn't next to him as the explosion went off. She was next to him. After. Not next, next to him. No, but very close. So in terms of like ranking, she's pretty high up. And you can also tell like everybody at this feast was very like very jubilant and very relaxed and it's not like she she was like not part of the festivities but she was maybe a little bit more reserved so you haven't asked, answered my question and who are no, you no no i was gonna get to that okay uh, <laughs> and she introduces uh, so when you ask her who she is uh she says my name is helga nice to meet you ahoy where's your where's your spider friend hold on Helga, why are you, why are you here in my room? Well, uh, at that, Sigurd chimes in again and says, "Well, as I explained, I'm the head investigator of this case." So you're the head investigator, but why is she here? She says, "I am just, I am just merely here to observe. I, I am, if you will, a witness to the entire investigation." And what is your role? If he's the head investigator, what do you do? Why should I divulge any information to you? Oh, you don't need to divulge any information to me. I am, I am present, so I, w I hear everything you say. But it, it is Sigurd who... You're dancing around my question. What is your title? What do you do here? Why should I speak in your presence? You do not need to speak in my presence. If you want, I can leave the room. No, I'm not object to it. I just want to know more. If, you're, if you, during dinner, were sitting so close to whatever his name is. Hemir. Oh, no, I'm, I intentionally... Oh, that, oh sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was in character, my bad. No, 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 it's fine. It's kind of both, but whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll be... <laughs> if you were sitting during the... What was it? Feast next to whatever his name is, and you somehow, standing so close to the blast, were able to survive the fireball so easily, I want to know, what are you doing here? Oh, just to make just to just to be clear, when uh, when the when the explosion went off, Hime wasn't sitting down at the table. He was like standing in front of it. Okay, so, um, but still, I can. I'm standing. Can... Yeah. So one of the high table officers of whatever his name is, Hime, <laughs> just write it down, man. You have a notebook in front of you. Oh, I don't take any notes. Everything's yeah, by memory. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't remember anything. Exactly. Oh, um, man. What was I saying? You interrupted me, Chris. God damn it. Whatever. What is your title? God damn it. What are <laughs> 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 why are you here? Why is like a high officer of this court here with me today? Well, to, uh, to, be, to be fair, there are two high officers of this court here with you. Sigurd is also uh, very much... Uh, he was also at the table... <laughs> But uh, she says, fair enough. I am a, an advisor to the king. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. God, just answer questions. Uh, and Sigurd, with that, Sigurd says, uh, how, how about you answer some questions for a change? I just offered to. Fine. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't say that. Say that. Uh, <laughs> and he asks you, how did how did you come to know Duchess Erica? We met her on our journey towards your palace. And what made you want to come to this palace? Convenience. A means to an end. A means to what end? Home. What do you mean? Look, we're just passing through. We have no desire to be here for any longer. I can't, well, actually, I can't speak for the other two that I'm traveling with. They have, they have, they are good folk. I can speak to that. They, I, um, it takes me a lot to say that, but I can, all I can do is speak for myself. And what I say for myself is that all of this is just a, a series of unfortunate events, honestly. And we end up here via Erica because we are following some, weird path of logic that i cannot really follow but i go along with what's going what's happening and here i am standing in front of you now and sigurd says i'm sorry to hear that as of late you've had quite a lot of bad luck you said you were coming you were going from here to there so where is here and where is there what's your journey Honestly, at this point, I it's it, it's such a haze. We've gone through so many things. Because do you say that because Rashad doesn't remember? <laughs> no, I remember. Okay, just making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm not like going to just reveal information. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm no, not that's a perfectly mouth. fine. Perfectly fine. We were coming from a small town in the middle of nowhere, full of backwards people, and we're coming towards your palace. That's where we met her. And you were, before you met her, you were accompanied by Adele. How did you come to know her? In the forest. She helped us with some black bear, uh, owl bears. And, you know, I never really trusted her. And it took a long time for me to, for her to earn my trust. And I'm still unsure at this moment whether or not she's involved in something. But to be honest, I've left these sorts of conspiracies behind. I'm, I don't have too much interest in this. At this point, I'm here to just go along with whatever happens. And you just vouched for your companions, though you say you, do, you don't, do not know them very well. Is there anything you can tell us about them? The, the red man is a little bit of a fool, but he's sincere. And I sense... A little, uh, I sense a spark of divinity within him. And Hedwig is a good and kind person who you can trust with your life. So with those two, even though you don't know each other for a long period of time, sometimes within the thick of crisis or in the thick of battle, you can learn a lot about people. And with that, he says, thank you so much for your cooperation. We appreciate it. So Hedwig, unsurprisingly, there's a knock at your door. I open it. Yeah, there's a Goliath and uh, another figure kind of to the side. Sigurd says, hello, uh, my name is Sigurd. I am the head investigator appointed by Hymir about the ex giant explosion, uh, which you witnessed. Uh, and we just have a few questions. May we come in? Well, I was actually about to leave. Oh, where were you going? Um, I wanted to check on the injured. If you want, we could accompany you. Yeah, we can talk and walk. <laughs> Aaron Sockenstyle. Welcome <laughs> to the West Wing, everyone. 
Okay, so as you walk and talk, you're like on your way there and he just asks you the same questions. I mean, you don't know that, but um, (laughs) Uh, he asks you, um, so how did you come to join Duchess Erica on her journey to the Winter Palace? Have you already talked to the Red Man and Ahoy? Yes, they have given us uh, some information, but we just like to get the bigger picture and ask everyone. No, I was just curious as to who you've talked to already. Uh, yep, it was complete accident by chance that we met her. How, what, what nature was that accident? Well, we don't actually know, but we were all on our way to Candlekeep and our teleportation pad malfunctioned and we ended up in the middle of a forest in this land. As we were fighting some very large owl bears, we ran into the injured but still living Adele in the forest. In exchange for helping her, she told us that she would help us find our way to the next town so we could find out where we are, so we could find out how to go back home. And where exactly is this candle keep you speak of? It's where we're from, Faerun. Hmm. How do you spell that? F-A-E-R-U-N. So what's been your relationship to to Adele and Erica? We were accompanying them out of convenience to find a way back home. How did you actually come to meet Erica? You you did say that you you met Adele, but there it's still not clear to me how you met her. Adele took us to the small hamlet of Whitebrook. And when we were there, we were told that another Aarakocra had passed through. Adele assumed, um, if I recall, Adele assumed it was someone that she knew. She took us to catch up with them because we were on our way to the Winter Palace anyway, because we were told this was the largest settlement and our highest chances of finding our way back home. And so you said you came here by complete accident. Uh, so you do not, you did not travel here by choice? We did not. What can you tell us about your companions? How long have you been traveling together? How long have we been traveling together? Uh, I'd say it's about, <laughs> it's been about <laughs> two to three weeks. Okay, yeah, about two to three weeks. Um, we were all also on this teleportation pad completely by chance. We did not know each other prior. Mm. And what's what's your opinion of them? Hmm. They have been, thus far, very reliable and handy when things have gotten bad. And with that, you have arrived at like a, at like a hospital, fantasy hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sigurd uh, thanks you for your cooperation. And actu- actually, uh, Helga, who had not, has not been introduced, uh, introducing herself, mm-hmm. uh, actually chimes up. Thank you very much for your cooperation. All all of you have been very helpful in illuminating what's been going on. I see, she she looks at you, I see you are a worshipper of Stronmouse, and she points towards your holy symbol. Mm-hmm. He is well known in these parts, of course, and held in high regard. Hemir is actually a distant relative of his, and sends you his regard and wants, uh, invites you to go to the temple of Stronmouse. Uh, with him tomorrow if you if you want and again thank you very much for helping us in our cause yep anything i can do to help um 
Although I must say, I've, I'm slightly doubtful that my companions were helpful. But um, I would absolutely be honored to um, accompany Himer to the uh, Temple of Stronnos. Okay, so you're now at the um, at the hospital, and like, who would you like to visit? I'd like to visit Pippin. You do that. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. ask. You ask around, and somebody mm -hmm. brings you to his his uh, room, and mm -hmm. he's he's more like a recovery room. It's it's not very dire because you did revive him. He's obviously being healed up, and he's just here for another day just to make sure everything's all right. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'll walk in see if he's awake. He is awake. Okay. And I say, how are you doing? It feels weird. Yeah, I've been told you brought me back. I am obviously very appreciative of this. Uh, I'm in your debt. And um, I don't remember anything after Himir opened the box. But the, the next thing I know is I woke up here. You you owe me nothing. I I only did what I could. I have a strong feeling that you had no idea what was going on. And I didn't want your life to be lost in such a way. And since I could do something about it, I did. Um, I just wanted to check on you to make sure that you were okay and that you were being treated well. His eyes get a little misty and he says, again, thank you. Thank you so much. I, this means a lot. Erica has been good to me and it is a shame that she perished. She definitely also didn't, as far as I can tell, knew anything about this if i could have saved more i would have um it's also become more apparent to me that uh, erica likely didn't know anything as well and at least humor questions whether or not his sister would do such a thing so i think there's something very dangerous afoot um of course i'm not going to tell you what to do but i think it may be safer for you not to return home for now I will keep this in mind. He definitely has a puzzled look at your words and mm -hmm. he will probably spend the rest of the day mulling it over and really trying mm -hmm. to uh, think about what you said. Let me know if you need anything. I'll let you rest. Thank you. I want to ask about Adele. We don't have to role play that because I don't want to take over it. But I want to ask, I said, I want to ask um, the, the, I guess I'll, I'll look for a nurse mm -hmm. and ask um, about... Yeah, I guess I'll find a nurse and say, um, excuse me, um, are you um, are you aware of how um, Adele, the Aarakocra, is doing? Uh, he looks at you and he says, yes, yes, she, has, she is a most peculiar case. We were able to heal her body uh, very quickly, but she, her spirit, her mind seems to be damaged by something and... It is difficult to, you know, we, we are we can only do things for the for the body, and it is it is more difficult to heal the mind, and so she is being taken care of, but and she is she is making some improvements, but she is still very shaken from what happened. Understandable, and Hedwig decides that. Even though she is curious and she would very much like to talk to Adele, she decides that now's not quite the time and she returns to her room. 
Okay, and with that, we'll end the session. Uh, thank you, everyone, for playing. And yeah, we'll we'll explore this further in the next episode. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, uh, Alex, what could people do to help us? Five stars on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. If people want to reach out to us, what's the best way they can do that? They can check out SerialHook.com where we will have available copies of Ahoy's Emo Poetry for sale.